Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Hi, everyone. Welcome back, friends. Hello. We are in that holiday season. We just had Thanksgiving and it is now socially acceptable for you to put up your holiday decorations. (laughs) As I'm looking at Vicky with a Christmas Santa sweatshirt. You know, I was ready to put up my Christmas decorations the day after I took down my Halloween decorations. And my husband said I wasn't allowed to. And I almost did it anyway because he was out of town. But I didn't really want to get in the attic. I was just (laughs) saying this to somebody about how, you know, oh, when is it appropriate? And I'm like, you know what? One, it doesn't affect me. And two, if it brings you joy, then you should be able to do it. Let people be happy. It's close enough to the holiday season, right? You're not doing it in February, right? Like there's no like there's no Thanksgiving decorations really. I mean, yes, there's some, I get it, but like who wants to put purchase and put up decorations for three weeks? Like it's just hi Blair. Hi, sweet girl. I got a sick one here. (laughs) But no, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Like the amount of Christmas decorations as opposed to like any other holiday is like a hundred yeah. to one. <laughs> like, it's just not. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just know, a we, lot of work and like, yeah. it's an extra cost. Like, and I'm happy with like Christmas decorations. So, or like, you know, holiday decorations for those of you who don't celebrate Christmas, like they're great too. Like I love the colored lights and so do the kids. Like we went on a walk last night and like Logan just like absolutely loves looking at all of the lights. Oh, so it's, and like, it's so magical. Like it really entertain is. the kids. Like why not do that early? So you know what? If you're seeing any other is telling you not to, like I put up mine the day after Thanksgiving. Like that's become my tradition and I like it. It's- yeah, you tell them Vicky and Amanda said it was okay. <laughs> it brings me joy. So I will do it. Uh-huh. Exactly. And speaking of the holidays, you know, we're gearing up for winter break. And so one of the things we want to talk to you guys about today is, you know, we're getting ready to be done with the first semester of this school year, which I mean, I know it's crazy to think, but we want to talk about the ways that you can prep for after winter break and what you should be doing now, right? Like we, at the beginning of the school year, we say, let's have an IEP at the beginning of the school year to check in this is kind of like our next step. Like if we're getting to winter break, some schools have like the semester quarter, whatever is like our before. Sometimes it's not for a few weeks after, just depends on when you start, but we are almost done with this semester. So what are the things that we need to be looking for and having the IEP team do and what can you as a parent do? We're going to talk all about that today. Absolutely. And I think one of the most important things is, you know, some people are just having their annuals. And so then this might not be completely applicable to you, right? Because you're going to have the IEP team meeting. So, you know, this is more so for the parent that may have had their annual at the end of the previous school year, you know, in the spring, March, you should be getting progress on those IEP goals, right? That's what we have under the IEPs. We have benchmark one, benchmark two, benchmark three, and most IEPs will let you know when that first progress report is supposed to come. 
Sometimes it comes with the actual academic progress reports and sometimes it just doesn't sync up, right? And so then it's going to be at a different time. If you don't know, you send an email to that case carrier and you say, when am I going to get progress on goals? So that's like your first action, right? Like, where are we? depending yeah. on when you have your IEP, where are we, you know, are, are we halfway through the IEP year, right? You had your IEP meeting in March, so you should have gotten progress at least in June. And then if not in really like October, November, right? For that second one. So that's really one of the first things we want you guys to kind of be aware of. We cannot tell you how many times parents say a progress on the goals. I've never gotten that. Yeah, like a progress report. <laughs> and we say this all the time too. Like when we request records for families, I can't tell you how many times I look through those records and I don't see a single progress report. And like, you should be getting them either quarterly or trimesterly, whatever your school, like whatever their system is. Do they do quarters? Do they do three, like three trimesters? You should be getting a progress report on goals, every single one of those. Or if your IEP has objectives or benchmarks, that's when you'll get it. But regardless, you should be getting it at least three times a year. And then the other time would be like your annual goals, like in your annual, but it should be a separate like report. It shouldn't just be the team giving you like a brief, like, yeah, he's doing fine. She's doing okay. Like you should actually get a breakdown of if your goal for, you know, social interaction um, you have a goal for 80% of the time they're going to have three reciprocal exchanges with a peer. Like you should have a percentage of where they are now at this like quarter, at this semester. And so you should be able to be able to track. And the one of the most important reasons why we say not only should you be receiving this because the law says you're obligated to receive right, it, but right. if you're looking at something where maybe at the annual, you weren't sure if the goal was challenging enough yep, or it was exactly too right. challenging, it's at this time, especially if this is like your first quarter, your first objective, first benchmark, this is your time to see, are we on track? If you were at 0%, you're hoping to get to 80. And at this point, you're not at least at like, 30, 40, like maybe like we need to be adjusting what we're doing. Or if you went from zero to 60 and your goal is 80, like maybe it's not challenging enough. This is our mm -hmm. way to really see what's going on and check in. And you have a right at that point to then call an IEP meeting and say, maybe we need to adjust these goals because guess what? You don't only have to adjust goals at annuals. You can adjust them any time in the year that it's necessary. Yeah. And everybody can, you know, if you're again, going with the March annual IEP, if we're making a change in December, sometimes I see the goal contemplated for the year. So they're, you know, if they're going to make a, a ton of changes, like sometimes they'll either bring up the plan review, AKA annual IEP meeting to December so that all the goals will change to December, right? So they have a full year. I've seen teams also say, yeah, you know what? You've made great progress on this goal. Let's create a new goal from December to March and then we'll circle back and then we'll see if we need to continue it or not. You know, you as an IEP team, the like possibilities are endless. If you have a collaborative team and you have people that are willing to come together and agree 
really nothing can stop you. I mean, at the minimum, they're supposed to have an annual IEP meeting. We know that everybody knows that, right? But we can change the date of that annual IEP meeting. We can bring it up earlier. We can push it back later. We can bring up the triennial a full year in advance at times. You know, we don't really see it get pushed out because we, you know, at the minimum, they have to do them every three years. But you know, we really want to encourage you guys and empower you to know that these are the ways. Is it a lot more work for you? Absolutely. Are you juggling not only the holiday season, but the end of usually the semester or the quarter? Absolutely. But what we are trying to prevent is that anxiety that we have seen in the last, I don't know, four weeks, right? When November hit, Amanda, like usually Mm -hmm. October is nuts. Our October was okay. And then all of a sudden there was an explosion in November, right? Of like these anxious parents um, that realize that the end of the year is here. Their child is not making the progress that they believe that they should be making. And, you know, we can just tweak these things a little bit. And then of course, if it doesn't go the way that you plan, you know, we're not, you know, we're attorneys and we're giving you this advice, but we're not your attorneys. Right. But give us a call. You know, uh, we, we get that all the time that districts, are just not really hearing the parent out. And sometimes you just need a person like us, unfortunately, right? Or fortunately, however Mm -hmm. you want to look at the cookie that comes in and says, you know, this is what parents mean. It's nuts, but that's what our job. I mean, yeah, we say that we are oftentimes kind of like that middleman to help bridge the communication gap because you may be saying one thing and the school hears that, but they don't really understand exactly what you mean because there's so much terminology. And as you know, there's like lots of acronyms. There's also certain terminology that means one thing to them and another, maybe to parents, you know, we've talked before about like families that say, I want this type of program. I want a new program. And they may be talking about curriculum. They may be talking about, you know, an intervention plan. They may be talking about like, social skills group, like the word program doesn't really mean anything unless you define it. And unfortunately, IEP teams often, and this is the tip we give to IEP teams is if you feel like there's a disconnect and the family keeps asking for something and you keep saying, we don't think it's necessary, maybe dig a little deeper and and understand truly what they're asking for, because maybe what you think they're asking for is totally different. Yeah, absolutely. I just had a a case where the kiddo, you know, parents, you know, assumed that the accommodations weren't being implemented. And to a certain extent, they weren't. However, there were there was a bit of an explanation there. So for instance, in the math class, he's supposed to be getting an accommodation that of notes beforehand. Well, for this particular math teacher, I assume everything lived in their head. And the way that their class was structured was they kind of see where the class was. And then their lecture was like in person live, like doing the word problems, right? Or doing the problems. And so he claimed that he didn't have notes to provide to the student beforehand, but then the student could take a picture of the slide, right? Not knowing that the student had their cell phone taken away because it was a distraction. And so the teacher should have been the one that made copies of the slide for the child, right? That may be a new accommodation just for this specific teacher, but we put it in the IEP and then we move forward in that way, right? Because it was vague. It was just like, oh, this is assuming that all teachers have notes beforehand. So what are you going to do when a teacher doesn't have notes? You can't make that teacher make notes, right? But you can be creative in the way to get the information to the child because it was, for right. him, it was all front-loading. That pre-teach for him, 
was major. And, you know, sometimes I've even seen like they provide the teacher's math book because it has like the, not necessarily just the answers, right? I mean, and quite frankly, kids can go on YouTube and they can look up the answer. So I'm tired of teachers being like, oh, we can't show them our teacher book. It's like your teacher book is probably uploaded somewhere online and they're already looking at it. Why don't we do it in a useful way? And that's real world too. Like, yes, almost every profession, you have the ability to do research and look it up. Like the whole concept of like, you're only learning if you're memorizing, like that's so outdated. And we really hate when like we're measuring a student progress based on whether or not they can memorize because in the real world, we don't memorize things. Like, yes, there's a lot of of parts of the law that Vicky and I have memorized because we use it every day. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but we don't sit here and like have all the statutes and the codes and all the case names and all that memorized because we don't need to, you know? There may be some professions where you need to have some things memorized. Like for instance, if you're a surgeon, like, yeah, you're probably having to memorize a good amount of stuff. You're probably also using that every day. So it becomes muscle memory. So, you know, the concept of having to have things be, you know, so much geared towards memorization. And that's the problem we have with standardized tests, because a lot of it is we're teaching to the test and, and it's not real learning. Like it's not really being ingrained in their long-term memory. And so you know, accommodations are meant to help support actual learning, not, you know, require the student to have to, you know, hurdle all these hurdles, dump all over these hurdles in order to get an A on a test, but really they didn't learn anything. So, you know, I think looking at this has been enough time in the school year to know if your student is in middle school or high school and they have multiple teachers, this really is a good time to check in and say, are these accommodations truly working in every class? Do we need to adjust? And you can, like you can write in the IEP for English and social studies, we're going to use this accommodation, but for math and science, we're using this and that's okay. It's individualized. Yeah. And Amanda hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the school year. We asked you to, you know, check in with the teachers, let them know that here's the IEP, here are the accommodations. And now is a good time to send that email and say, Hey, just checking in. Is there anything that we need to tweak? Do you need more support in the class to have the accommodations be implemented? Are you seeing that my child? Because like, I can't even tell you how many times like a parent will be like, oh, I don't know if he takes his assessment outside of the class. And then we look at the accommodation. It's like as needed. And it's like, no, 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 no. This child, it's not as needed. You, It needs to just happen because we know he does yeah. better with taking tests outside of the classroom. But also something that we, um, I didn't know for another case of mine, we were like, what's happening in guided studies? Like, how is he still missing all these assignments? Guided studies is supposed to be the class that catches this. Well, come to find out, the student is taking all of his tests during guided study. And it's one of those block schedules. So you mm. only have like, so, so he was taking like all his tests during that time. So obviously that impacted the time with the teacher to like catch up on missing assignments or anything like that, because he had to be taking tests. So if we hadn't have asked that question as to, Hey, what the heck is going on? We wouldn't have known because the student wasn't yeah. saying, Oh yeah, I'm taking all these tests. The student was like, I'm on top of it. I'm on top of it. I'm on top of it. And you know, that wasn't, you know, so that communication is, is imperative. So 
We just, if you can't, it's hopefully just a quick email through your phone to the teachers checking in, hey, what's going on? Because you might be surprised. Some teachers will probably be like, yeah, I can't get to these accommodations. And it's not for you to be like, I knew it, you're not doing it. It's for you to say, what do you need then in terms of support? Can his guided studies teacher come in and help implement this? Do you need the support? Because if they're having an honest dialogue with you, this isn't that gotcha moment. This is you being collaborative and trying to fix that because they should have come to you beforehand. They didn't. And we'll get to that. But <laughs> at least they're acknowledging, hey, I'm not able to implement this. And then you can use that and say, what what do you need to be able to implement it? We find that way more effective than having the teachers come in, in front of all these other people that, you know, they work with or for or under, and they're going to be like, yeah, he's doing great. Uh, we're doing everything. You know, it, it's, it's yeah. a little bit of a tougher situation that way, but yeah, we hope that this kind of is that little reminder. We have a couple more, I think we'll have one more episode, right? For this year. Is that true? I'm looking at our calendar because we we usually give you guys a break in December because we need a break too. But I think we're yes. So this would you guys are listening to us at the end of November. We just finished Thanksgiving, so yeah, actually that's a good point to bring up. We will be taking a break for December as we always do. We will be probably playing our like our greatest hits again. So if you haven't listened to some of these episodes. These are ones that listeners have said are some of their favorite, their most helpful. Um, so you'll get that as a review in December and we'll be back with new episodes in January. And, you know, if in December you've done your check-ins and you're feeling like there's areas that you really would like some guidance on, send us a DM or in our Q and a ask questions. We've got some exciting new stuff for you guys in the new year. And we'd love to hear your feedback on what type of episodes help you the most and what information you'd like us to cover. We're really going to have a lot more features to be user-friendly to like have us be kind of interacting more with you in the coming year. So we're excited about that. So stay tuned. Hope you guys have a great holiday season and we'll circle back in the new year. Bye. Bye.